Pastor Stan wanted to see if we could get a hi and hello from Mrs. Scott from Detroit. She said hi. All right, yeah, we're going to do it. Since I put you on the spot, it's for your, it's for Pastor Stan. Pastor Stan, good Lordy Jesus. Of course, you got me do it. Right, because he's, yeah, because he's muscles. Okay, so uh, many of you all know my husband is usually here, and he passed away. And so this morning, <clears throat> I really didn't want to come. So, and it wasn't because him. It's just like, why bother? And I'm saying this to you because sometimes, you know, you lose your, you lose your goal or your, your focus. And I just want to encourage you. You can be thankful because this morning all I said was, Lord, you have to help me because there's really no reason to go. So help me. And then, just like God, Holy Spirit got me up. And I started talking to the boys and the kids. And so when all in your life feels like it's over, when all your big goals, the, the things you really wanted, your kids, your house, your job, when all of that looks like it's just not going to happen, just say, help me, Lord. He's the one who put the dreams in your heart in the first place. You know, life does not stop when something changes. It's just a change. It's just a season. You know, just like you are getting ready to go into winter. Winter's a good time. Okay, so I just want to encourage you. Hey, Thanksgiving is, is a season that's purposeful. Thank God for Holy Spirit. Because wherever you are, you can be down here, you can be up there. He will kick in and give you what you need. And tell Pastor Stan he owes me. <laughs> I'll blame him for that one. Glory to God. All right, praise the Lord. Well, uh, we'll go over our mini message right now. So if you've not been here before, Pastor Carol, not Pastor Stan, obviously, and we take a little time uh, before we get into uh, the, the primary word that God has for us. And we talk about finances and trying to remember what God has for us to know and to do so that we can line up with his word and be obedient to him. And uh, so uh, for our prosperity time, our mini message today, wanna, uh, we're going to look in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I didn't send this to y'all on the back, my apologies, so it might not be on the screen. Uh, we're going to look in Deuteronomy chapter 8 around verse number 17. But for the last few times that I've been able to share this time with us, Lord has been uh, telling me to focus on stewardship. And we've been talking about how we are to be stewards of of the goodness of God. The, the Bible tells us that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And, and so it becomes our job and then our opportunity then to steward the things of the Lord. And so we don't want to have this mindset that uh, the things that we have are, are completely ours. We can just do whatever it is that we want with it. God wants us to be blessed. He wants us to enjoy things, but we want to remember the stewardship aspect. And before we get into these verses, just a really quick review that I feel like I was going to skip, but it's almost like we have to touch this part. And there's three types of spending. There's first, second, and third person spending. And this is important uh, for stewardship. First person spending is where you, 
as the spender, you care about the cost and you care about the quality. You're going to buy something, purchase something, spend some money on yourself. So the cost is important and the quality is important. Then we have second person spending, and that is where you spend money for someone else. And when we typically, on average, in general, when we spend money on someone else, uh, the cost is still important. We watch the cost because it's our money that we work for and that we're using. But then our attention to the quality of what we're getting can diminish. We're not as concerned with the quality because it's not something that we plan on experiencing. Again, this is average in general. Then there's third-person spending. Third-person spending is where you spend someone else's money on items for a third person. And typically in that time or in that type of spending, we don't care about the cost or the quality because we're not going to we're not paying for it and we're not going to experience it so it really doesn't matter. And so when you look in terms of uh, government spending or a big bureaucratic uh, type of, of business or something like that type of spending, uh, they can spend a whole lot of money on low-quality goods because it's third-party spending. They don't, it doesn't really matter to them. As stewards, we're supposed to operate as second- and third-person spenders from a first-person perspective. So when we're stewarding what God gives us, even if we're not going to experience it, we should always care about the quality, as it were. We should always pay attention to the cost. We don't want to just waste money and, and just throw things around. So when we are using God's things and we want to be proper stewards, we don't want to be wasteful, and we don't want to give or uh, cause other people to receive things that we would not want to receive. So as we look, for reminder here in Deuteronomy chapter 8, on the, the verses, we're going to start at verse 17, but above verse number 17, uh, the people of God, Israelites, are being reminded of all the things that God has done for them, transitioning them from uh, Egyptian slavery into their, uh, their full experience and, and dealing with the wilderness and all that. But verse number 17 says, And thou shalt say in thine heart, My power and might, and the might of mine hath gotten me, this well. So remember, when they left Egypt, they came out rich because God told them to go to their Egyptian slave owners and masters and ask them for their stuff. And by some miracle of God, these people gave them all their jewels and all their good stuff. And so they came out healthy, they came out wealthy, and, and everything was in great order. And he said above this, if you don't remember what God has done for you, you'll begin to think that you did this. And it's your hand, your power, your might, your wise decisions, your uh, shucking and jiving maybe has gotten you to the place where you are. But he says we're not supposed to do that. Verse number 18 says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that has given thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. So we are always supposed to remember that it is the power of God in our lives that gets us what we're able to receive, number one. And so for the blessings and things that we have and that we've experienced, we want to remember the, the honor for that should go to God. The second thing that God wants to show us from this is that we don't have to do everything in our own power. Like we were already encouraged in, a, in another way, the Holy Spirit can step up in us and, and, and cause us to be able to get to a place where we were not able to get before. But also, as we uh, attempt to ascend the financial echelons of the world system, 
We don't have to do it in and of ourselves. We don't have to have degrees to get financially wealthy. We don't have to uh, have an in or know somebody at a certain company in order to be financially productive and things like that. All we have to do is remember that it's God's power, God's hand in us and on our lives, and that he gives us the power to get wealth. And as long as we focus on and pay attention to him, he will deliver us to the place that we need to be. So we want to remember that what we have is because of his goodness and what we will have is because of his grace. We don't have to do it in and of ourselves. And I think this is a great pressure release, pressure relief as a man and as as a provider for family and things like that. It's not all on me and it's not all on you. All we're supposed to do is go to the father and say, hey. I need that power to get wealth. What is it that you want me to do so that we can receive what, he, what it is that he has for us? And we need to remember that, that he has thoughts and dreams and intentions for us. And his thoughts and intentions for us are better than or higher than our own thoughts and intentions for ourselves. Amen? So that's it for that part. Remember to go to God and allow him to work through you. And he'll make sure that you have everything that you need in the process. So we're going to pray over our giving. We give throughout the week. If you want to give today, you can use an offering envelope and you can fill it out. And you can put it in the receptacle that's over there by the door to the side. You can also give uh, by text. And there's a lot of people that give throughout the week whenever their finances come in. However it is that you want to do it. We want to take an opportunity. We want to pray over the finances that have come in to the church over the last week. And then also we're going to stand and make some confessions over our finances. So let us pray. Father, we thank you again for today. We thank you for this honor, opportunity to sow into your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, that it's you who gives us the power to get wealth. We pray for a continued increased revelation of that fact. We pray, Lord, that, that you would help us look back and understand the goodness that we've uh, received to this point. And then we also ask you, Lord, that you would show us and live big on the inside of us so that we can continue to get to the next levels and next levels and next levels. You promised in your word, you said that you would bless us so that we could be a blessing. And there's no way that we can be a blessing when we are uh, insufficient and lacking and not having what we need. So we thank you that your power is working in us and through us. We thank you for the great promises of your word. We continue to, uh, to thank you for every giver that's a part of Faith Family Church. Ministry Spirit, safe to see, which is planted as good ground, cause a great harvest to be reaped from it, cause it to get back to us quickly. We covenant with you, Father, in advance to do whatever it is that you want done with the finances and the things, the wealth that you place in our hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Y'all are like super duper quiet today. But that's all right, I guess. All right, so we go over these confessions as a church congregation to confess over ourselves and our house. And it's a reminder of what we should be doing in our own homes concerning our own finances and practice for that too. So just repeat after me, please. We believe we receive no less than the amount that we want or need for this week and this month. Therefore, we claim out of the world system all the money we say that it will all manifest in the next few days and weeks devil take your hands off our stuff 
bind you in Jesus' name. Loose our money and let it go. Ministering spirits go. Cause the money to come to us. In the name of Jesus, amen. And then also concerning what's happening at Faith Family Church, we also confess this. Repeat after me. The blessing is manifesting our debt-free lands and buildings, debt-free houses and equipment, debt-free furnishings and vehicles. We're getting out. We're staying out. All debt. All of our debts are being reduced and eliminated. God is bringing into our hands seed, great and multiplied seed. Glory to God, let's take another opportunity to worship. Come on, everybody, lift your hands if you know that God made a way. If you know he made a way, lift your hands and begin to tell the Father he made a way. Come on, you got to do something for yourself. Open up your mouth and tell God, you made a way. You made a way. Don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. Standing here. how we'll get through this test. Watching us now When it looks as if we can win Wrap us in your arms and step in Thank you. 